Alrighty, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Go For Two podcast. I am your host, Cargo. Today is June 9th, 2021. Uh, it is a Wednesday here in San Antonio. So if you're listening to this, this is your Friday episode. Um, I hope you have that big Friday energy and get ready for the weekend, I'm sure. And uh, today's episode number 33, where I'm going to be covering the AFC and NFC North South division, which is kind of uh, funny with all the news that recently just came out with the Atlanta Falcons trading away Julio Jones to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, My thoughts on that trade is um, for Tennessee, that's a steal. I mean, I definitely think they could have gotten a first round for Julio. I know he's at 32 years old, but, you know, I've, a second and a fourth, you know, that's good, not great, but um, Tennessee Titans, what what a steal there for them, adding a, a guy like Julio to go with, you know, an old teammate of Derrick Henry and then uh, AJ Brown, who's like one of his biggest fans. So, uh, really, really nice to see how all that kind of worked out together. I know AJ Brown was like on a recruiting heist for Julio, and um, so. Great trade for them at for Atlanta. You know, just more questions about what they're doing here uh, and all that. But I guess we'll kind of get to that once I go ahead and do the roster resets for each uh, NFL team. So uh, pretty much today, I'm just going to kind of go over ranking the best to worst draft uh, for the AFC and NFC North South. Uh, once again, just to keep in mind that um, all the teams drafted fairly well uh so it's always kind of hard to draft who did better because obviously some teams have more needs than others but it's really about you know value um upgrading positions and uh possibly trying to find like sleepers late in the draft and stuff like that so uh once again uh you know the roster resets will be coming up you know what's uh with june 2nd this is like the new agency of uh, the new stage of free agency. A lot of teams have gotten started on their, um, you know, uh, training camp and stuff like that. So we're getting closer and closer to the NFL season here. So um, I'm going to go ahead and start off with the AFC South. Uh, the team I thought that did the best was the uh, Tennessee Titans. Um, starting off with their first pick, cornerback uh, Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. Uh, just a great value pick, and it was also a huge need for them. Um, I still think he's a top 10 pick if he stays healthy. Just once again, this is what they did, um, I believe, last year with Jeffrey – or two years ago with Jeffrey Simmons. Um, he was coming off a uh, torn ACL uh, during the uh, draft period. Uh, came back, and he looked absolutely dominant this past year. So, uh to add Caleb Farley at 22nd when this is possibly the best corner in the draft, um, well, it's just a steal there. In the second round, they go with offensive tackle Dylan Ranson out of North Dakota State. Really, really like this pick as well. Once again, another need for them. Uh, it's pretty much just to replace their first-round pick last year in Isaiah Wilson, who is no longer with the team. And he goes from protecting um, – you know, Trey Lance's blind side to, you know, protecting Ryan Tannehill and uh, a guy who will also be involved in the run game as well. So um, this is one of those units that you look at at the offensive line could be a top five unit when it's all said and done this year. 
at uh, the third round, they went with Monty Rice, a linebacker out of Georgia. He is pretty much an old school uh, linebacker. He's an absolute thumper. And uh, I think he has some ability to develop into a, uh, a guy who can cover. Um, this pick is probably because Rashad Evans, his fifth year was declined by the Tennessee Titans. So they're probably looking at a long-term uh, plan for him as well. And in the third round, they go with cornerback Elijah Molden out of Washington. Um, I, I think this is a great value pick here once again, especially at a, a position of need. Um, he is a, he'll add some depth to that secondary. He's a guy who's very versatile. Um, he can play nickel and he can play safe, some safety as well. So um, a guy, once again, also kind of fell just because of an injury. Um, he still has some time to develop. He doesn't need to play right away. I know that the uh, Tennessee Titans have some other guys at that position. Um, who they've added and who are coming off a uh, second year for them. In the fourth round, they go with wide receiver D. Fitzpatrick out of Louisville. He is 6'2". He is a deep threat, catches everything down the field. He's kind of that replacement for Corey Davis. I know they just added Julio, but, you know, you definitely wanted to get some depth uh, and a guy with speed um, who can uh, make a difference in the play-action pass game as well. Uh, another fourth-round pick for them. Uh, an edge Rashawn Weaver out of Pittsburgh. He's an excellent pass rusher, a big body, 270. He has a lot of upside here. And once again, this is a good uh, fill for them for as far as like a need. Uh, they definitely needed to add some pass rush. I know that they added Bud Dupree and they have Harold Landry the third, but you can never have enough edge rushers uh, in the AFC. In the sixth round, they would go with wide receiver Racy McMath out of LSU. Once again, 6'3", size, speed, more options at wide receiver. Uh, you know, trying to find maybe some guys who could play some special teams uh, for the Tennessee Titans as well. In the sixth round, they go with safety Brady Breeze out of Oregon. He's a He can play free and strong. He's very versatile. Um, once again, more depth to the secondary. Uh, that was a huge need for them this offseason. Uh, this was a defense that was pretty bad last year. Um, and this team should be uh, definitely on Super Bowl bound, with, without a doubt. Um, they started off with nine picks, ended up with eight. Uh, once again, they addressed a lot of the needs that they had on the roster with uh, a lot of value, uh, especially with those first uh, couple picks. Um, this is a defense that I think is going to be much improved. Um, they added a lot more wide receiver options, and not much has really changed. So uh, definitely a team that... I could see possibly winning the division and going and making a run of the Super Bowl. Uh, the next team we have is the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, kind of hard to miss here with, uh, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The first pick overall, quarterback Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Best player in the draft. I think he's going to be um, the next Andrew Luck. And then uh, with their second pick still in the first round, so they had two picks in the first round. They go with his uh, – his running back from college, running back Travis Etienne out of Clemson. This is why I personally think is the best running back in this draft. Uh, pretty interesting pick here. They could have gone so many different ways. Um, a lot of people didn't like this pick because, you know, they already have James Robinson, who was undrafted last year, had a big rookie season. I believe he had over 1,400 yards on the ground or 1,400 uh, yards, uh, all-purpose yards. You know, out of the backfield as well. So, uh, 
But Urban Meyer did want to add some speed to the draft, and that's exactly what he did with Travis Etienne. Um, they also had the stigma of not wanting to pay running backs in the first round who can do it all. And it will be interesting to see how he holds up in 18 games. But once once again, I, I think they have a nice little one-two punch with Travis Etienne and James Robinson. Uh, in the second round, the first pick in the second round, they go with quarterback Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. This is a big-time corner. Uh, right now, they are transitioning from a 43 defense to a 3-4 defense. So they need guys who can cover on the back end. Um, and once again, Tyson Campbell doesn't have to play right away. He could kind of maybe sit back and learn. And, um, you know, once again, this is a guy who has a lot of size and speed at the position. In the second round, they also go with up uh, to tackle Walker Little out of Stanford. Uh, this was a guy who was a five-star recruit. Uh, still needs some time to develop. Once again, he doesn't need to play right away, uh, but adding some depth to the offensive line, um, you know, for Trevor Lawrence in the future to possibly protect him. Um, should they want to move on at left tackle or upgrade a, a position in the interior as well. Uh, in the third round, they go with safety Andre Cisco out of Syracuse. This is a guy who has a lot of length, speed. He has an aggressive mindset, had 13 INTs last year, so he was an absolute ball hawk. Um, is coming off an ACL injury. Uh, but once again, this is just to help out a secondary that was really, really bad last year as they once again transition into a new defense. In the fourth round, they go with interior defensive lineman Jay Tolufa out of USC. He's a hustle player, kind of gets caught up in the run. Uh, but once again, this is possibly a guy who um, will play at the three technique at the defensive end position. Um, once again, adding some depth that knows. In the fourth round, they go with edge rusher Jordan Smith out of the University of UAB. Um, a basketball player, you know, from what it looks like, uh, this guy has a lot of upside, uh, Can has a good conversion for speed to power. Um, once again, this is a guy who doesn't need to play right away, but can possibly develop into a, a pass rusher a situational guy. Uh, in the fifth round, they go with uh, tight end Luke, Luke Farrell out of Ohio State. Um, kind of early, kind of a reach here. Um, I know that they wanted to get a tight end in this draft. You know, people, a lot of people thought they could have done that earlier with one of those two picks in the second round. Uh, both those guys aren't necessarily guys who are going to play right away anyway. So could have gotten a tight end, uh, Pat Fermer out of Penn State, but uh, this is Urban Meyer's guy, and they did also add Tim Tebow um, this year as well. And in the sixth round, they go with wide receiver Jalen Camp out of Georgia Tech. Uh, 6'2", 220, he's a speed wide receiver. Um, this is probably a guy um, who's going to be buried on the depth chart. Um, we'll see if he can make it to play some special teams. Uh, once again, uh, a couple of guys that they got that went undrafted was wide receiver Josh I out of Syracuse. I don't know if I'd be able to say his name. Um, he actually came out on NFL Network. Uh, uh, definitely needs some time to develop, but, I mean, he has the size and speed. He's actually cons uh, compared himself to uh, a Megatron, so big expectations there for himself. And then they go with linebacker Dylan Moses out of Alabama. This is a guy who possibly could be a first-round, second-round talent, 
Um, he is coming off a torn ACL, so uh, probably will redshirt this year, but I'm sure Urban Meyer has been watching him a lot this past season at Alabama. So the Jacksonville Jaguars start off with 10 picks, ended up with nine. They had five picks in the top 65. Uh, the biggest thing for them is obviously the transition into the 34 defense. Um, speed on both sides of the ball was really important. Obviously, the upgrades. You love the upgrade at uh, quarterback and running back. Uh, the tight end is still the question. Like I said, uh, five picks in the top 65. I definitely felt like they could have addressed the tight end a little sooner. They could have gotten the best tight end in the draft. So, you know, possibly the best quarterback, best running back, and best tight end in the draft. I mean, that's that's solid right there. Uh, but, you know, that's why I kind of had to put them a little lower. I mean, it's with that many needs and that many high draft picks, you want to get impact players. Uh, once again, I don't really see uh, Walker Little playing that much. Tyson Campbell might be a guy who will have to wait out a year. Uh, Andre Sisco too. So just really kind of confusing there. Um, I did like the picks overall. Uh, just tight end was the biggest question unless Tim Tebow is the answer himself. So we'll see. And, you know, third, I had the Indianapolis Colts. Um I really like their first pick, edge rusher Kitty Pay out of Michigan. Um, really great story on him. If you haven't seen it on ESPN, you should definitely go check it out. He's going to be a plug-and-play pass rusher. Um, once again, it, it fits a need, and uh, there's great value there for him as well. Um, he's really raw. He's only had 11 and a half sacks in four years at Michigan. Uh, but if you pair him up with DeForest Buckner, I think that's going to be a nice little duo there. And in the second round, they went right back to defensive end, edge, rush, edge rusher uh, Dale Odebo out of Vanderbilt. He has a lot of upside. Uh, we'll probably miss his rookie year with the torn Achilles in January. Um, you know, this is a guy who's definitely going to have to redshirt. But, you know, a guy like this, you know, a redshirt in the second round, you know, that's probably the biggest question. I like the mindset. Um, I just felt like they need some edge rushers now, especially if this team is really focused on possibly trying to make a run for the Super Bowl this year. Uh, but we'll see how uh, that pick kind of plans out itself. And then in the fourth round, they go with Tylen Granson out of SMU uh, in the fourth round. This is a little bit of a reach. He's kind of a, uh, a fullback tight end hybrid um, he has a lot of production at SMU. I don't know where he's going to fit in that tight end group with uh, Jack Doyle and Mo Alley-Cox. Um, once again, probably be more of a fullback. Uh, Sean Davis, safety out of Florida in the fifth round. Uh, special teams player for sure. He's kind of like that throwbacks, uh, safety in the box type of guy. In the sixth round, they go with quarterback Sam Ellinger out of Texas. Um, love Sam Ellinger, but... This pick really doesn't make sense because they did draft Jacob Eason uh, last year in the fourth round. Um, so once again, you know, these picks, you know, later in the rounds could be very crucial for them going forward, uh, especially if this team tries to make a, a run in the Super Bowl. Uh, then in the seventh round, they go with wide receiver Mike Traston out of Charleston. A big, fast wide receiver. I do like this pick just because there is some opportunity. 
this is a position group that's you know not very doesn't have a lot of production other than maybe like ty obviously michael Pittman's coming up but after that you know it's kind of like a a toss-up between paris campbell and zach pascal so it'll be interesting to see if he has a chance to possibly uh, uh make the roster and have some opportunities and then in the seventh round they go with guard will fries out of penn state what a name um it's just some depth at offensive tackle uh can play guard as well so the Colts started off with six picks, ended up with seven. Um, I know that they added Eric Fisher at left tackle. Uh, this is a team that possibly could be Super Bowl bound. Um, I know they doubled up on pass rushers, even though they'll have to wait on one. That's the only question is, is if, if you're going to make a run right now, why not draft a guy who can come in and play right away? Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they'll be able to generate pressure. I know that they have Darius Leonard. And uh, some really good players in the back end. But um, like I said, some questionable picks, you know, uh, for them going forward. And then last but not least, um, I have the Houston Texans. And I don't have the Houston Texans last because they have the least amount of picks. But just because obviously this team's in flux right now. It's a lot of question marks. And uh, I don't. I think we have more questions than we do answers for them right now. This is a team that's probably going to contend for the first overall pick next year. Um, so they didn't pick till the third round. And then their first pick was a quarterback, Davis Mills out of Stanford, five-star recruit. Um, definitely probably going to, he needs some time to develop. He only has 17 starts in college. So not sure if he's ready to play right away. And it's just that question is if, you know, Deshaun does a play Tyrod, uh, you know, we obviously know he's a bridge quarterback. Uh, Jeff Driscoll, Davis Mills, you know, what's going to happen here. So uh, just something for Houston fans to look forward to, I guess. Uh, in the third round, they go with wide receiver Nico Collins out of Michigan. Uh, 6'4 wide receiver. They definitely needed to add some size. This is a guy who can um, get a lot of 50-50 balls. Um, they'll probably need to score points to win games. Um, really good at, like I said, um, high-pointing the ball as well. And then in the fifth round, they go with another weapon, uh, tight end Devin, Bevin Jordan out of Miami. Uh, undersized, but a very productive tight end. Um, once again, more weapons to this offense. Going into the fifth round, they go with linebacker Garrett Wallow out of TCU. Um, probably a guy who will end up playing some special teams. And then to round up the sixth round, their last pick, defensive tackle Roy Lopez out of Arizona. Um, some depth at the D-line with the loss of J.J. Watt. So, um, and it's obviously a huge loss. I don't know how they're going to manage to pick that up. But, um, you know, for them, really, it's just about, you know, they start off with eight picks. Somehow ended up with five picks. So, obviously, a little maneuvering around. Uh, the, the team isn't absolutely horrible. Uh but I think special teams will be really important for Houston this year. If they can play good special teams, uh, they might have a chance to win some games. And there you have it for the uh, uh, AFC South. You know, uh, once again, I really like what the uh, Tennessee Titans did. I liked what Jacksonville did, and I liked what Indianapolis did. But, you know, it really just kind of came down to maybe a couple of picks, um, especially for those teams 
uh, like the Colts and the Titans who are like right on the cusp, but of like, you know, possibly going against Buffalo and Kansas city, uh, Jacksonville, I think could actually be a dark horse to make the playoffs. So I think they will be a lot better than they will. They can't be worse than they were last year, but yeah. Now going on to the NFC South, uh, the team that I had first is the Carolina Panthers. Um, and I'll kind of get into why I think they had the best draft. Um, starting off with who they actually drafted here and in the first round, a big shocker here, quarterback Casey, uh, I'm sorry, JC Horn out of South Carolina. And I say big surprise because I think a lot of teams had, excuse me, Patrick Sertain the second as maybe a better prospect, but the reason why Carolina took him, he's obviously doesn't play too far away in South Carolina. Um, he's a feisty corner, and I think it's going to be a nice little pair with him and Deontay Jackson. Um, two really good young corners uh, for that Matt Rule defense. And then in the second round, they go with uh, wide receiver Terrence Marshall Jr. out of LSU. Um, he's a guy who's reunited with his offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, uh, from their time at LSU. So you always like to make those connections. And I think with Matt Rule, I think that's huge. I mean, you look at what he was able to do with Robbie Anderson uh, just a year ago. And then you have to you also have to think about, um, you know, what they were able to do in acquiring Sam Darnold. So if you think about Sam Darnold, He's possibly a first-round pick. He was a third overall pick at one point. So, you know, that's why you can kind of mix him in there as one of those draft picks. Really young, still has uh, a great chance to be a, a really good quarterback here in the NFL. Um, and then in the third round, Brady Christensen out of BYU. Uh, a really good pick here, left tackle in the NFL. Uh, he's going to be starting left tackle, I think, sooner rather than later. Um, this is just an upgrade, their left tackle position. I know that – you know, one of the things that they could have done in the first round was obviously draft a quarterback or get an offensive tackle. So uh, to get Brady Christensen, a guy who protected Zach Wilson's blind side, now protecting for Sam Darnold. Really like the pick here. In the third round, they go with Tom, tight end Tommy Tremel out of uh, Notre Dame, I believe. Another, another weapon for Sam Darnold, a little bit of a gamble here. Uh, I felt like they probably could have gone with him a little bit later. There might've been some other prospects that were a little bit better, but um, you know, he's a blocking specialist who can develop into a receiving tight end. So uh, once again, I think what they really want to do is just continue to run the ball, play action, and this team can be very explosive. And speaking of running the ball in the fourth round, they go with the running back Chubba Hubbard out of Oklahoma state. Matt Rule's wife supposedly made the pick here. I, I don't know what the, the the thought process behind that was, but I think this is a really good running back. It's a great value pick here in the fourth round, and I think they need the depth behind CMC, who's coming off a little bit of an injury. They lost Mike Davis in free agency, so a uh, good pickup for he, him. He could do a little bit of everything out of the backfield. In the pick, Fifth round, they go with defensive tackle Davion Nixon out of Iowa. What a steal. This is a guy who I think um, could possibly be in the mix for maybe second best interior defensive lineman. Definitely a second round value to get him in the fifth round. He has uh, NFL ready interior pass rush abilities. 
So to pair him up with Derek Brown, I really like the what they're doing here, pairing up their they're really good players with really young players. So this is a very young team all the way around if you look at it. In the fifth round, they go with another defensive back, corner Keith Taylor out of Washington. Washington has a really good pedigree of producing defensive players, especially in the back end. Um, he's a 6'3 corner. He's long. He's rangy. Uh, probably will play some special teams. Uh, once again, just adding some depth to that position. Uh, I know cornerback was a, uh, a position of need for them this past year. And then in the sixth round, they go with guard Deontay Brown out of Alabama. Once again, another really good pick. Probably could have gone a little earlier, but to get him in the sixth round is a really good pick here. A massive offensive lineman, 6'4", 350. He's just a guy who's just going to move people. Um, adding some depth at the interior offensive line. Um, is going to be crucial. And, and I mean, if you think about what CMC likes to do uh, and Deontay Brown being able to move guys, uh, I think this is a really good pick. Uh, could be a guy we see possibly starting maybe a little bit down the line. Uh, in the sixth round, they go with wide receiver Shea Smith out of South Carolina, reunited with his teammate, uh, JC Horn. Um, I, I actually saw a couple of games that he played, and one of the things he did very well is playing out of the slot and being able to high point the ball. Um, depth at the position, just talk about weapons, 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 something Sam Darnold never had. So um, a lot on Sam Darnold's plate this year, but there's some talent to help him out as well. Uh, in the sixth round, they go with a long snapper, Thomas Fletcher out of Alabama. You know, in the sixth round, you know, you can kind of take long snappers, punters, and kickers, I guess. Uh, and then the seventh round, defensive tackle Phil Hotskins out of Kentucky. Uh, skilled rusher, he needs more time to develop. Uh, you know, once again, just another position of depth for them. I know in this division, they want to be able to create pressure coming up the middle, especially with the quarterbacks in this division. Um, so they start off with eight picks, ended up with 11. Um, a really good draft overall. Uh, once again, it, it's a lot easier when they figured out what they were going to do at quarterback. So that kind of narrowed down the pick. Uh, they could really just take who they thought was a better better available fit, whether it was Rashawn Slater or uh, obviously they took J.C. Horn. So um, I just I really liked what they did in adding depth at wide receiver, running back, tight end, offensive line. I mean, it's hard not to do well when you have so many picks. And then in the, the defense, obviously adding some depth to the back end. And um would have liked to see them maybe go after a safety. Uh, that was my only question for them. But overall, a really, really good draft for them. Uh, next, I had the Atlanta Falcons. Um, you know, Started off with tight end Kyle Pitts out of Florida, uh, fourth overall pick, a uh, quote-unquote can't-miss prospect. Um, I just felt like they had more needs to address. Uh, I, I am obviously not sold on Kyle Pitts right away, but I think with the Julio trade, it makes a lot of sense. So uh, what does that mean? Is Kyle Pitts is going to play a lot this year, okay? And there's probably going to be some growing pains for sure. And, you know, having Matt Ryan, who's, been able to really utilize tight ends very well. So he's going to be able to help bridge the gap. But how long is Matt Ryan going to be on the roster for is a question, I think. And I think with Matt Ryan, they're going to have him for at least one more year. 
So that'll be a good a year for Kyle Pitts to kind of really start to learn the position. And then, you know, they'll probably draft a quarterback first overall next year. And then they, they can kind of build around that quarterback. And I think that's what they're trying to do is just take the best available players so they can still go out and try to win ball games mm-hmm. right now. Um, in the second round, they go with safety Richie Grant out of University of Central Florida. Really like this pick. Richie Grant could do so many things. He could cover the slot and he could tackle. Um, much needed upgrade at the secondary. Um, with a defense that was this bad last year, uh, you really can't go wrong. There's a reason why they were picking fourth overall. In the third round, they go with offensive tackle Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan. Another really good value pick here. Uh, this is a guy who possibly could have gone on the first, high second. So to get him here uh, is huge. Not sure where he's going to necessarily play. Uh, you know, if he plays right away, he could probably play guard. And I think that's what they should do. They had two really good offensive tackles. So we'll see how that goes for them. In the fourth round, they go with cornerback Darren Hall out of San Diego State. Uh, another guy that they had a corner a couple of years ago, D. Hall, D'Angelo Hall. So maybe maybe there's some good juju there with that name. A lot of production in college. He's a high-floor guy. Uh, you know, this was just about adding some talent to the back end. You know, A.J. Terrell obviously struggled last year. So um, a lot of opportunities for him to, to play early. Uh, early. Uh, once again, another fourth round pick center Drew Dalman out of Stanford, uh, NFL ready center, uh, helped by adding depth to the interior, uh, especially with Matt Ryan's age. And uh, once again, uh, building this offensive line for it to be, you know, a steady group uh, after Matt Ryan, I think is really the, the goal here. Uh, in the fifth round, they go with defensive tackle Taquan Graham out of Texas. Uh, can play a lot of different positions. Uh, he'll probably play edge. Um, other than Dante Fowler Jr., I don't really know who's going to be able to get pressure on opposing quarterbacks this year. Uh, in the fifth round, they go right back to edge rusher in Abentukumbu Obajane out of Notre Dame. Um, he's long. He's a handwork master, quote-unquote. Uh, once again, adding some depth at the edge position, you know, by drafting two edge rushers late, you just kind of hope that one of them kind of comes out uh, to be a, a really good player for you. Sometimes that's like the case, um, especially with teams that don't have a lot of talent already. At fifth round, uh, they go with, oh, actually, this is their third fifth round pick, cornerback Avery Williams out of Boise State. Um He's a guy who probably will be in the return specialist, um, has good vision and good speed, um, could possibly end up playing slot corner for them as well. In the sixth round, they took wide receiver Frank Darby out of Arizona State. Um, has a lot of juice. I actually saw him play in person at college a couple of years ago. A very dynamic route runner. Once again, the guy was just very athletic, just not a lot of production in college. Uh, and that's usually sometimes because of maybe quarterback play and stuff like that. So the Atlanta Falcons ended up with nine, started with nine picks, ended up with nine picks overall. Um, so no Julio Jones, you know, Matt Ryan could be traded by the end of the season. You know, not taking a quarterback at four could 
come back and haunt them. Honestly, maybe you add a Justin Fields. Maybe you still have a chance uh, to keep Julio, but it doesn't really make sense. Then you maybe would trade Matt Ryan. So, uh, honestly, why not take a chance with Kyle Pitts, a, a guy who could be an absolute game changer? Um, I think that's what Atlanta needs right now is a guy that maybe they can build around. Obviously, they still have Calvin Ridley. Uh, but, I mean, other than that, you know, there's not much um, going on for them on offense, really. I know they signed Mike Davis, but, you know, they didn't really add any running backs uh, in the draft, which is kind of interesting. I thought they would early. Um but, you know, it's Mike Davis and then Cordell Patterson, who's really not even a running back. Uh, you know, so those skill positions seem it seems very thin right now. Um, once again, this is a team in a rebuild mode. And then uh, next I have the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, it's for them, it's – Obviously, they have no needs. <laughs> they signed back all offensive starters and all defensive starters. So right now, they're just adding to what they already really have. Um, and with their first pick, the last pick in the first round, uh, they go with edge rusher Joe Trident. A really good pick here. He's probably going to be the guy who ends up replacing JPP. Um, once again, another terrific pass rusher out of Washington. Uh, Washington just produces a lot of good defensive players for some reason. And um, I think this is really what this draft is all about. And you'll kind of see what I'm talking about here in a second. And then the second round, they go with quarterback Kyle Trask out of Florida. Not sure why they took a quarterback so early, especially in the second round. I think uh, Tom Brady now wants to play another five years. So he has a lot of tools, but I don't know if he's going to be the uh, – Brady replacement here in the near future or anything like that. In the third round, they go with uh, offensive tackle Robert Hearsay out of Notre Dame. Uh, can play guard, and once again, this is just more depth at the offensive line. I think we saw what happened with Kansas City and saw how important the offensive line depth is in the NFL, especially with the regular season that's going to be eight, uh, uh, one more week. So essentially, you're going to be looking at 17 games this year. Uh, in the fourth round, they go with wide receiver Jalen Darden out of North Texas. He's quick, fast, more depth at the wide receiver position. Um, once again, obviously, Mike Evans is going to be there. Uh, Chris Godwin's on a franchise tag. Antonio Brown's on a one-year deal. So look for guys like Tyler Johnson or, or Jalen Darden or even Scotty Miller to possibly take over the role of, of Chris Godwin because obviously he's going to be looking for a new deal this year and he's going to be looking for a lot of money. So uh, once again, another replacement for them. In the fifth round, they go with linebacker K.J. Britton out of Auburn, a a uh, throwback linebacker, good depth at the position, could possibly replace Levante David here in the future. Uh, just something to think about. He's on a two-year deal as well, and he's also getting up there in age. In the seventh round, they go with the cornerback Chris Wilcox out of BYU. Um, this guy, not a lot of production at BYU, but extremely athletic. He's a guy you can kind of take a flyer on. Um, you know, we'll see how he develops. Um, this is a really good secondary already. So all he has to do is just sit back, learn, and play some special teams, you know. And then uh, the last pick in the draft, Mystery of Relevant, goes to linebacker Grant Stewart out of Houston. Um He's a hyperactive linebacker. 
plays with a lot of hustle, so that'll help him in the NFL. Once again, special teams and maybe a possibly in a couple of years could develop into a starter. Um, so with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they started off with eight picks, ended up with seven. Um, I guess we'll talk a little bit more about the roster reset, about what they're going to do. But it looks like Tampa Bay is already kind of making plans to replace certain players. Um, you know, I, I just thought they would have also gone interior defensive line too. Uh, Nadama Kinsu is on a one-year deal as well. Uh, but I feel like they might have some guys they like already on the roster. So we'll see how that goes. And once again, more depth at wide receiver, depth at O-line, uh, and depth at linebacker is exactly what I would have done. So a really good a really good draft. But once again, just some couple questionable picks with a team that's trying to make a run for Super Bowl again. Why spend some of those early picks on guys who – uh, might not see the field, not even this year, but in like two, three years. Like that just doesn't make sense to me. And then last but not least, we have the New Orleans Saints. Um, the New Orleans Saints always draft really well. So this could actually come back and bite me in the butt. So, but let's get into it anyways. Uh, starting off with their first pick, edge rusher Peyton Turner out of Houston. Uh, kind of a, first, a surprise first rounder. There were a lot of other options. Uh a lot of really good options, Joe Triton, Greg Rosario, uh, you know, Jason Owen. Oh, no, Jason Owen went 27th overall. Oh, no, he went 31st. Yeah, they could have gotten him as well. Uh, this is a guy also who has a lot of upside, and this is, you know, this is what the New Orleans Saints do. They pick guys that they really like, and they fit their scheme. So um, they definitely needed to add an edge rusher. He could possibly, unfortunately, I hate to say this, but – be the Marcus Davenport replacement. Um, he could also slide inside as well. So um, maybe just some more versatility at the defensive line uh, for the New Orleans Saints. And in the second round, they go with linebacker Pete Warner. I really like this pick for them. He fits a need, um, especially at the inside with all the they, – they, they lost Alex Alonzo. They lost Kwan Alexander. So – this was definitely a position of need. I thought they would have actually addressed this maybe in the first round, uh, but they waited to the second round. And um, I think they've kind of solidified that linebacker group, An old school linebacker um, could be the replacement for Demario Davis here in a couple of years. So just something to think about as well. In the third round, they go with quarterback Paulison of Bayou out of Stanford. Um, uh, this is a guy that they actually traded up for here. He's a high riser. He's got a lot of length and size. Uh, underrated prospect. Had a great pro day at Stanford. Uh, obviously, they were in the rain that day, but actually defense, defensive guys got the sun, believe it or not. Kind of regressed as far as his stats from 2018 to 2019. Uh, but you add him to a secondary with a lot of veterans, a lot of talented players. Um, kind of just sit back and learn here. In the fourth round, they go with quarterback Ian Book out of Notre Dame. I just I, – I really don't understand this pick as well. This is a team that's trying to make a Super Bowl run still. Here they could have gone, you know, interior defensive line. They could have added another really good wide receiver. Uh, but they went with the quarterback who might not even play this year. Um, they have Jameis Winston. They have Taysom Hill. I don't – I get I, – I like Ian Book, but I just – fourth round maybe a little too rich for me. 
Offensive tackle in the sixth round, they go with Landon Young out of Kentucky. Uh, just some more depth to this offensive line. This is a really good group already. This could possibly be the best offensive line. It's young, and there's still a lot of talent there as well. And in the seventh round, they go with wide receiver Kawan Baker out of South Alabama. Uh, this is a guy who has speed, uh, probably will play some special teams. There is some opportunity for him to play, obviously, with the loss of Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, so once again, this wide receiver group, other than Mike, even with Michael Thomas, is still a little bit of a question. Uh, this is definitely the new look Saints for sure. Um, I definitely think they needed to address edge, interior, and linebacker. Um, they did two out of the three. Uh, once again, that, that fourth round pick with Ian Book was the biggest question mark for me. Yeah, and like I said, so really the biggest thing for me is with these teams that are looking to make a Super Bowl run, once again, you need to get guys who make impacts with those first first and second round picks. And I'm not necessarily sure if, you know, the Saints and the Buccaneers did that per se. So um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, you know, and I understand that, that – the, the comp for Ian Book could possibly be like a Drew Brees type player. That's that's fine and all, but right now you have two quarterbacks that can possibly go out and win you games, and maybe adding another weapon could have been something they could have done. Uh, but once again, just kind of wait and see. Once again, I think with Carolina, uh, didn't have a lot of needs, but had a lot of really good picks. Uh, I think they made the most of their draft. Even trading for Sam Darnold, I mean, that's that's kind of hard to, you know, they had pretty much two first-round picks, uh, two positions of need, added some weapons on offense, O-line, D-line, covered all the bases. Atlanta, uh, a lot of holes, so, you know, you just hope that some of these guys can uh, really become big-time players for them this year. They're going to have a lot of opportunities for guys. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, once again, they didn't they didn't have any needs. Uh, but just adding guys who could still find a way to make impact uh, was the biggest thing for them. And, and once again with the Saints, this is obviously going to be a new team, no Drew Brees. So uh, if, if I'm the Saints, obviously defense was a big need. And adding some wide receiver help possibly to get some pressure off of Michael Thomas. So that's pretty much all I got for you guys here today. That is the AFC, NFC South, oh, excuse me, uh, rankings. Uh, this, one's, this one was really tough, but obviously I have one more division and you guys are not going to want to miss this. This might be the, 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 this next one coming up. It's going to be a doozy, let me tell you. So uh, once again, guys, I uh, hope you all have a great weekend. You know, remember to always treat people with kindness. You just never know what they're going through in their everyday lives. And, um, yeah, hopefully we get some better weather, man. Jesus, let me tell you, San Antonio is hot and humid. Um, with that being said, guys, once again, thank you all. And always, always remember to go for two.